0: your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
3: Welcome to Las Vegas, home of great entertainment for 75 years. And if you were to put together a Hall of Fame going back sometime, one of the first nominees would have to be Dean Martin. Dean's been gone now for a long time, but if you'd like to experience him on stage, there's someone in Vegas who comes very close to recreating his show. Today, you'll meet Tom Stevens, an incredibly talented impressionist who Dean's daughter, Dina Martin, says is the best in the world. You'll also hear from our regulars. Eddie o, the wine guy continues his look at what it takes to make it as a sommelier and beyond. On Luxury Living Vegas Style, Gady Medrano of Flipping Vegas compares the pros and cons of buying an older home versus a brand new residence. Brett Maley's Vegas Art Minute takes a page from Eddie O. Brett, who's the fine art expert on Pawn Stars, shares with you what you need to do to become an art appraiser. And Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com does what he does best as he brings you another one of those Only in Vegas stories. In Las Vegas, there's great tribute acts. We've talked to a lot of them. There is one great Dean Martin act, and we're going to meet the man behind that, Tom Stevens. He's so good that Dina Martin, who we had on the show, said, this person does my dad better than everybody else. And Tom, you even look a little like him. You put on some glasses, and my God, it's like Dean is back.
4: Yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. It's, 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 a, it's a nice illusion, especially from the stage. When, when I walk out on stage, people are like, they gasp. They think, you, know, you yeah. know, Dean's back. When I did my first um, Dean Martin uh, for the Steubenville crowd, which is his hometown, back in um, when I turned 40, 20 years ago, oh, my God, <laughs> was my first Dean Martin festival. Yeah. And there were people that knew Dean. They were, these guys were in their 80s, and they were in tears when they saw me. Wow. You know, they, they knew <laughs> Dean personally, and they just said, oh, my God, it's like your, Dean is back. We're going to talk about the
3: tons of people that you do. I mean, your list is unbelievable. I haven't seen a list like this really since Rich Littles. It's fantastic. But the Martin and Lewis thing, you actually have a tribute show you do with a guy named Tony Lewis, who mm-hmm. isn't a relation, right, to Jerry at all.
4: No, no. That's, uh, that's actually a stage name for him. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Italian. His name is Antonino Calcagno. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so he, he took the name of Tony Lewis, and he, he does what I do here. But his main character is Jerry. Right. Tony does multiple impressions also and um, characters in his show, which he does tour in Australia. And then he, was, he had the idea of putting a Martin and Lewis show together. And I never thought about it because I couldn't find anybody to do Jerry.
3: Yeah. And do you have that mania? Because I know back in the fifties when they were a team, they were uh, people would talk about just how crazy it was it is you guys uh, replicate all that running around and so forth?
4: Well we do it to an extent, but you know, we're we're both older now, you know, then then so we can't you know Jerry when Jerry and Dean got together, Jerry was nineteen and Dean was, you know, twenty-eight. And so they were a lot younger than we were now. In fact, all the pratfalls that Jerry did, you know, caused his bad back and for him to be on pain meds for his his entire life almost.
3: But it has to be kind of a fun thing because a lot of us heard about that. I was, you know, young, real young at the time, so I didn't have a an idea of what. the fact, you know, when I was born, they had already broken up. Mm. I mean, so is this something people kind of they all know Dean Martin through the roasts and all that thing? Do they enjoy seeing that and kind of just oh, getting yeah. the feel of this thing?
4: Yeah, our. Our demographics have been getting younger because the, the people, the kids today are, are curious about what it was like, what true entertainment was like, because they don't have that today.
3: Right, Exactly. There's no
4: more entertainers today. You get a lot of um, you know, bands, uh, you know, but that interaction with the audience, if you ever read Jerry's book, You know, Dean and me—a Love Story, it's fantastic. And these guys, they were doing 10, 20 shows a day, like, you know, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning. Every, you know, half hour, they would get up to a show. And it was like they were constantly going. Right. Back then, they were making incredible money. They bought $4,000 tuxedos back in the, you know, late 40s (laughs) and 50s. Wow. That's nuts, you know. (laughs) Would you do Dean
3: Martin like that? Is there, you have to kind of balance it between drunky Dean and then Dean that's you know could sing anything even if he d- didn't seem so interested in it.
4: <laughs> I don't do drunky Dean. I do the Dean you saw on a TV show.
3: Ah, okay. So just you know having a good time. Yeah. But not, You know, you know uh,
4: slide. I have the drink in my hand, but I don't overdo that in yeah. my impression of Dean. Uh, a lot of guys what they don't have is the talking voice. All right. I do. I studied that part of Dean. And yeah. I picked that up a lot from, you know, I was just talking to my buddy about it today. Um, the cartoon, The Ant and the Aardvark. John Biner. Yeah. Did the Ant was Dean Martin. And the Aardvark was Jackie Mason. <laughs> oh, yeah, little Ant would run around town talking like this. Oh, boy, I'm going to go get me a picnic basket, you know. And he had that whole thing about Dean Martin. And I just would listen to John do this where his take on Dean's voice and then I would, you know, watch the roasts and, you know, his TV shows. And, you know, he would always, he had a way of, had an accent, Dean, because he he was born in Steubenville, which they do have their own way mm-hmm. of speaking also. Their O's are like, oh, Tom, Tom, you know. And they're, and they're they, they, Dean would go into West Virginia a lot. And that's how he come, he got that kind of a little old drawl thing going on, you know, and he that's how he would, you know, do. So I picked that up. And that's why I'm the triple threat. I look, talk, sing, sound like Dean. More with Tom Stevens in a few moments. Time now for part
3: two of our Eddie O's series on how to go up the sommelier ladder. Last week, Eddie, America's first master sommelier, talked about becoming a psalm. Eddie says step one now is to become a certified psalm.
5: In order to pass the certified, some people do things like this. They, um, if they're not, you know, a full-blown waiter in a restaurant that has a nice wine list, they might uh, they might have a full-time job during the day, but they they work part-time uh, as a sommelier. Or maybe they'll even start part-time as a waiter. But what to look for would be, let's face it, sommeliers work probably six days a week. Some of the lucky ones, five. So they have one or two days off. And that's the way I started. Um... I worked some guys' days off. It it didn't happen uh, by planning. It was kind of an accident. But, but needless to say, so I worked once a week on, a, I think, probably a, a Monday night. And he trained me, you know, how to, you know, do the job. And that gave me the on-the-floor experience that would allow me to move into, you know, upper, you know, the upper rungs. And it'll show you right off the bat, you know, are you good on your feet? You know, can you, can you pour wine? Can you, you know, can you carry lots of glasses on trays? You know, do you have dexterity? Is this thing really for you? And you'll certainly know that if you decide to uh, sign up for the certified. You have to pass the intro first before you take the certified of
3: course. But that is important, um, right? I mean, I'm getting the idea from what you're saying that, you know, you can have the love of this stuff to the nth degree but if you don't have that base some of those basic skill sets this probably isn't for you not as a career
5: yeah exactly you know and and you know for all that for all that reasons I mean I can certainly see an architect um, who has a love of food and wine and likes to cook getting his certified or her certified uh, badge because um, you know it, you don't have to be uh, a Sam full-time you could, you could do this part-time, for example, on people's days off. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I know people get a kick out of kind of saying, yeah, I'm an attorney, but I'm also a, a certified sommelier with a quartermaster sommelier. It's kind of funny, and you know, I got this badge. Um, so that's what some people might do.
3: Eddie O will be back again next week with part three of this Vegas Never Sleeps exclusive as the new certifications become harder and harder. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do, and I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible, really unique Las Vegas experience, so you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. More with Tom Stevens in a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.
0: The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. Free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms. 70 lanes of bowling. An 18 screen movie theater. 8,000 seat arena. Fabulous dining. Virtual reality. A giant race and sports book. And the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Two blocks west of the strip. Minutes from the airport. With rooms starting at $45. This is How You Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com.
6: Um, hello, it's me, the designer jeans in your closet, the back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look. And I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days. Okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
0: Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
7: I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Well, does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Does your company need an entertaining and informative on-hold message? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. That's why thousands turn to the pros at Black Eagle Sound Design. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. At Black Eagle Sound Design, you get Hall of Fame professionalism, royalty-free music, and a 100% buyout, meaning the commercials are yours to do with as you please. See website for details. Log on now to besd.us and find out more. It's time you worked with the best, and Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way, on time, on target, and at a price you can afford. I'm Adele Poole, one of the many talents you'll hear at Black Eagle Sound Design. Visit us at BESD.US. Black Eagle Sound Design, because the voice you choose matters.
0: Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with
3: Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Tom Stevens, great Las Vegas impressionist who does hundreds of impressions of new and older superstars. Yeah, you're right. And you're right. That's you're, you're not doing a Dean Martin that's just, you know, falling on himself or just, you know, kind of using those old Rat Pack lines mm-hmm. that we see. Yeah. It's much more sophisticated. And that's why, and you're right. I remember the it in the RV. That was great because it was yeah. that in Jackie Mason. I remember yeah. that. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> now, Tony and I, you know, Dean and Jerry, they broke up nine years to the day when they got together, and it was J- July 26, I think, 1946, and then they broke up in uh, 56, I think, off it, you know, and, and it was just, so after they broke up, Jerry went on and created the Nutty Professor character, the Bellboy character, the Chinese chef they did do together in the Colgate Comedy Hour. Mm-hmm. We have all those characters in our show. Wow. So we've incorporated what they did separately also. So we not only have Martin and Lewis, we have Dean with the Nutty Professor.
3: Yeah, because D- Dean did change kind of a little bit of his persona, even the Rat Pack thing, and then the TV show was a different guy. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. That's well, incredible. Not, Dean was always the same guy. He was always that, that easygoing, you know, not – Caring character, you know, he just l- let things happen. He never liked to rehearse. Right. He always just showed up for the gig and doing his thing. But it kind of worked, right? I mean, you know, when you for saw him. it, it was, yeah, yeah, right.
3: People accepted that. And his singing style was such that he just was a good singer and, you know, we know, didn't read uh, He told rehearse. the
4: story. He told, he was, you know, a good singer tells a story. You read the words to the song and you put it across that way. And, you know, Dean never had singing lessons. Yeah. Just went around and, you know, that was his style. Yeah, Dina He's,
3: said that, you know, she used to talk to Uncle Frank and Frank would try to explain all the different ways you do, how you watch your breath or something. She, she goes, no. is that what my dad does? He goes, nah, he doesn't, he doesn't do any of that
4: stuff. Frank <laughs> would swim underwater for long distances to expand his lungs to get that breath control. You know? Yeah. How would just hold the bottle longer, that's all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you just get this tone. I always think about, you know, somebody asked me, a musician yesterday says, Tom, you're right on pitch every time. And did you, did you study music? Did you study? I go, no, I just know the sounds in my head. I know where to go for those particular notes. And I know that, like we would do, just did a show in California l- l- yesterday, last night. And the, the, the chart he had for Sway was a half a step lower. Then Dean's arrangement, and I, you know, he goes, how did, how do you know, you know, you can hear it, and that I just got that pitch. I know where where to go and what Dean's notes were.
3: But you do so many singers. I mean, different types of singers. And I'm looking at this list. You know, there's people like Tony Bennett, Mm -hmm. Tom Jones. Two completely different styles. Yeah. Is it just, again, you must have just a knack for picking up that thing and getting that really what makes them all be real distinctive, I would yeah, imagine.
4: it is. You know, it's, I studied Tony Bennett's breath control. He had incredible breath control. And um, you got to listen to that. And, and, and the, uh, the astute audiences will pick that up. And they after the show, they'll come up to me and they'll say, Man, you nailed that. You know, you got that part of Tony. And yeah. if you if you listen, like when he does maybe this time, yeah. he takes a breath, maybe this time I'll be lucky. Maybe this time she'll stay. All one breath. And that's what Tony was known for. Wow. And picking that stuff up and, and also changing the vibrato. I have to be able to change my natural vibrato, which is fast, like Dean's and Elvis's, to slow it up for Tony, because it was slower Tony's vibrato than Dean's. Yeah, absolutely. And Elvis's was fast. You know. And then you do like Willie Nelson, which is a whole nother style. Whole nother style, more nasal. Maybe I didn't love you quite as often as I should have. You know, and that thing—he's just a. That nasal, you got to know where to go with your voice.
3: Yeah, your voice is like an instrument. I yeah. mean, because you can hit so many
4: different things. I think mean, Tom Jones is a totally different style yeah, too. Yeah, Tom Jones is forceful. Yeah, and and you got to, you know, you're, you're singing more from the chest. I've been in love so many times, thought I knew the score. You know, and it's that very powerful. <laughs> You know, and, and with that, they accent and, you know, his from Wales. Well, so he, you got to pick up all those little things, those little nuances and how they speak.
3: And you have Perricomo, which is the other side. Yeah. I mean, you can fall asleep while you, you fall asleep. <laughs>
4: how long from night to night do you find me? He's just, how, that's soft. Very similar to Dean yeah. with, the, with not pressing. Wow. You know, Dean, you didn't press. It was, oh, everybody <laughs> loves somebody sometimes. Yeah, it's like
3: you just put a smile on Every, Perry Como, right? You know, you know? And yeah. that's
4: what with, with Dean. It was remember, yeah. My dad always said that with me. He goes, I can hear your smile.
3: Now, have you ever had somebody that, you know, you just tried and tried and couldn't get it?
4: Sinatra. Mm. I can't do Frank's voice. Very difficult. I won't do it if I don't think I do it right or can do that at least, you know, Right. Give the audience some assimilation. You'll hear more from
3: Tom Stevens in just a moment. Time now for Luxury Living Vegas Style with Katie Medrano, star of Flipping Vegas, seen on the DIY Network. Check your local listings. Today's topic, what's a better buy, new construction, or older homes? The whole idea of a new house versus an old house... Do you kind of get a feel for their, uh, the potential buyer ahead of time? Because I know there are some people that just shouldn't buy an older house because older house things go wrong. It's just the very nature of it. Is there something like that where some people, they're only going to be happy if they get something basically brand new?
8: That happens a lot. So right now in today's market, I think for right now the new homes, like brand, brand new homes, those are actually grossly overpriced. That That's what's going on right now. So, so it's just because of the inventory, and that's gone up exponentially in, in a way that – that it's not, it's on a case by case basis, but for the most part and, and even new builders will tell you that you're not getting equity for quite a long time. So you have to address that differently. But if we're talking about a newer home, say, you know, last five years, 10 years, and we're fortunate in Las Vegas where, okay, if it's, a 10-year-old home, your AC that has a lifespan of 20-25 years are fine. The roof the same. You, you get a home warranty on it. And if it's been upkept, you're not going to really have too many issues. So when you say newer home, I'm talking about those homes. I think, yeah, th- those are, are built well and and you can get the value as opposed to a brand new one, the same with a car for instance like it it loses value the minute you take it off the lot so but but with homes it's it's significantly more and a far greater purchase so and it can affect your finances if you can't sell it you know in a couple years so you know, all those things to factor in, but an older, older home. And it's so funny because coming from California, as I mentioned over here, an older home is like the seventies, eighties, which you're still fine. You know, you're not, there's, you know, you don't get termite damage. You're completely fine. But, but yes, if you, if you don't want to, if you want minimal hassle within the last 10 years or so, that's, that's a new enough home for sure.
3: You can find out more about Gady at com. That's spelled G-A-D-Y. When you come to Las Vegas, you're always looking for value. You can find it at the Orleans Hotel. It's got a great Mardi Gras theme. They've got everything you need in the room. Suites have even more. You get a free shuttle to the Strip. You're not far from it in the first place, but you're real close by free shuttle. But there for the family, you've got a movie theater. You've got a bowling alley, an arcade, and an arena with some great live entertainment. Top all that with fantastic restaurants and you really have something. It's just minutes away from the Strip. You want to stay there. So to make reservations, go to orleanscasino.com. That's orleanscasino.com. More with impressionist Tom Stevens in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network.
1: Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business but a real revenue-generating business, then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now.
0: 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099.
2: It's happening to you every night. One snores and the other can't sleep. It seems like there's no end to it. But now there's a quick and easy to use solution, a natural solution. SnoreStop. Try it risk-free today. SnoreStop was created and tested by a team of physicians and has been helping couples sleep for over 20 years. It is the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S. SnoreStop sprays or tablets are now available nationwide. All you have to do is call. It's time to try SnoreStop and make every night a better night for both of you. Don't wait. Try SnoreStop, the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S. spray or tablets. Call right now for free shipping and your 100% risk-free trial offer. 800-982-4808. 800-982-4808. 800-982-4808. That's 800-982-4808.
8: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo.
1: Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case.
8: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad, just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
3: When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show, but Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know
9: about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you
3: won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com.
7: has taken everything and everyone I've ever loved away from me. Everything.
2: I blew my ankle out and I got prescribed pain pills by my doctor.
7: If making my detox public is going to help somebody, I'm all for it. I just wish I would have had a warning.
1: Opioid dependence can happen after just five days. Know the truth. Spread the truth. A message from Truth, the Ad Council, and ONDCP.
0: Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps
3: with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Tom Stevens, whose Dean Martin impression is considered the gold standard for Dean tributes. What about like somebody like Johnny Mathis? Is that a difficult one? Or?
4: Um, well, it's not. I mean, it's the higher range and, of course, the, the, the little bit of the, the softer vibrato. Yeah. But Johnny's vibrato was very distinct. Yeah. You know, And, and I, do, I do him in, um, in my Christmas show. But, you know, Johnny's a, it's that, I want you with me all the time. And it's that, that vibrato is a little bit slower (laughs) and it kind of dragged out a little. So it's, you know, and I really, I spent so many hours studying. The main thing is to disguise your own voice. Really. So my mother was my best critic because she knew my sound. And my wife, you know, they, if they hear me in the voice, and the impression, they go, no, 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 I still hear you. you wow, know, I, that I,
3: makes sense, though. You want yeah. to take
4: your voice out of it completely. Now, what's funny, I did an interview many years ago with um, a radio host here. And he was saying how much my natural sound was like Christopher Walken. He says, you know, you're not going to believe this, but you sound so much like walking. Now, at home, my wife will say that to me too. We're both from Long Island. But I know Chris's voice is a little different than I talk. He's got this whole thing. But there are times during the day I'll say something and my wife will say, damn, that was Chris. (laughs) It
3: it's just so funny. It
4: comes out, you know. And it's because they were from Long Island like, I could do a good Donald Trump because I'm from New York, and you got to have that New York attitude. When you're doing Donald Trump, I think it's fantastic. And it's the way he says his words. So, in De Niro, that New York thing, you know, what are you talking about? What do I got to do over here? And, you know, if I don't do the face for De Niro, yep. I can't do him. I it's was just- going to
3: ask you, because I'm watching the face of it. Is it possible to do that without it?
4: And- no, and it's not. I got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: Well, and, the, and the spoken voice— People think that wow, she has a gift. Well, you certainly have a gift, but this
4: takes lots of practice. Oh yeah, a lot. (laughs) Some people I can pick up right away if they're so distinct. I did that one time. I was working in Florida. I was a hairdresser for twenty-seven years, and I went to pick up a hairpiece for one of my customers. And the guy that sold me the hairpiece, he had such a distinct sound. Right away, I started doing him right back at him. And and my partner, he came with me. She says, "Tommy, that was incredible, but don't do that to people." He didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, you know? he didn't know what to do with it. You know, It was so funny. Even my wife, my my father-in-law. When I first started dating my wife, I did my father-in-law's voice <laughs> back at him, and he just closed the refrigerator door and he left the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful with that. <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny, <laughs> but some people will take years, and I'm still practicing. I still work on. You know, you have yeah. to go back in and retune and listen to what they're doing. Like right now, I'm back in my room for my rehearsal for my Christmas show because I'm doing things that I've never done before, this show at the Casablanca. Okay. I've never done George Burns's I Wish I Was 18 Again. So I'm going to be singing it live. And... Um,
3: now, do you have a so, problem like, with that sort of thing? Do you have to reach an older crowd because people remember George Burns? Or
4: well, uh, yeah, my crowd is is you know up there. The people that come to see me are you know between fifty and eighty, you know. So that's my crowd, and they they all remember George. But yeah. I, I do a great George Burns impression anyway. So that's great, George. That 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 that, that. And you know, and, you know, you gotta you gotta just do this thing over here for George. You know, and it's just <laughs> that softness. And uh, so we had, I got the music for the background music, so I'll be doing that. So I'm in my room now a lot, rehearsing for this next show. I got 12 days to, to you know, wow. Put
3: well, I, it what together. I find interesting about you is, you know, we talked to a lot of great impressionists, but you have such a huge list. Like I say, the only thing I've seen quite like that is Rich Little that can yeah. just do anything. And is that part of that just curiosity, where as soon as you see somebody you go? I can do that. Or you want to try to see if you can pick that
4: up. Well, Rich was my inspiration. I, I started taping Rich Little when I was 14 years old. I, I, I was amazed at what he could do. I first saw him on a show, a TV pilot for Love American Style. Oh. And he played a character that couldn't be himself. And he did all these impressions. And then I started to really... Watch and look for him whenever he was on the Carson show or whenever he did the Dean Martin roasts.
3: All well, those things were great. And he would, like you say, he could do it right to the person's face, like he did yeah. Jimmy Stewart right to Jimmy Stewart. Right. It, it,
4: it told Jimmy how to do Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I would listen to Rich's version and then I would listen to the star and I would come up with my impression where, where I, my take on that. Artist or that star, yeah. Like, like James Mason.
3: I love James
4: Mason. Okay? Yeah. Now, Rich did a James Mason impression on his show. In his TV shows, he used to do a scene where he would do a serious bit, Right. and he did um, scenes from movies with Bogart, and he did the Cain mutiny, and then he did um, he did Henry Fonda from the Grapes of Wrath, and then he did James Mason from A Star Is Born. Yeah. So I would memorize those lines, that whole bit that he did. He did Clark Gable from Gone with the Wind. So I memorized it. I wrote down every word, and then I would repeat it back. And then I would listen to James. I would go back to the movie A Star Is Born and listen to James Mason. Then I would listen to Rich and see where is he getting this take in his voice to do James Mason. So I listened, and... And I came up with my impression of James Mason. Listen to me, Esther. A career is a curious thing. Talent isn't always enough. You need a sense of timing. An eye for seeing the turning point and recognizing the big chance when it comes along. It's grabbing it. You know. So it's it, just great. listening to that, you know. And getting that tone in your head.
3: Your impressions strike me as really more subtle. You're not just going for the obvious, you know, certain people have just obvious tendencies. There's mm-hmm. a little more subtle, which I think to me makes
4: it more interesting. It does, because it's not, you know, sometimes you really have to work at, 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 at getting that. Um, some of them, like Louis Armstrong, he's such a distinct sound. And, and even still to this day, I had to train myself so it wouldn't hurt me. Because Louis Armstrong's voice, you, you know, you got to be careful with that, and and I can do the entire songs now, and it's not it's not something that I've learned to place it in a spot, and I I call it coloring, coloring your voice, mm. so that doesn't hurt you.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Do you use pictures a lot? Like, would you look at them when you're trying to do when you're first learning it? You keep that in front of you, or is that something like no, I don't need that?
4: Well, it, it's it, the the picture is here. Yeah, I I try to embody the character like you saw when I'm doing De Niro you know I, I look like De Niro yeah. and now when I'm doing Jimmy Stewart I just end up sounding like and, and, and you, you, you get the facial expression and and you, you just kind of act it out yeah you know it, it just comes that I have to do that in order to right. I embody the character yeah. I, when I'm doing Johnny, Johnny Carson I, I gotta stand up like this you know you, know, you, just, you, know, you just end up trying to be that
2: person.
3: More with Tom Stevens in a moment. Have you ever wanted to become an expert in the world of art? Let's ask Brett Mele, Pawn Stars. What should folks do if they want to become an art appraiser?
9: Well, I think the first thing you want to do is you know, develop an art acumen, and you can do that. There's certainly connoisseurship classes and things like that, but a lot of that you can develop on your own just by going to museums and exposing yourself to art. That's really how I got my uh, groundwork as an appraiser. And then from there, there's a number of appraisal societies. There's the American Society of Appraisers. There's the International Society of Appraisers, and they have connoisseurship and a uh, an evaluation program that they do at various institutions throughout the country. And the nice thing about it is, is you don't have to, you know, go for a four-year program. They'll do classes over a certain period. You can go there and then, you know, go back to your real life and then go. And a lot of times now, especially with all the online and, uh, you know, long-distance correspondence courses you can do, it makes it a lot easier.
3: Don't forget to check out Brett's incredible gallery in Vegas. It's called Art Encounter. You can find it online. And if you call them up and mention Vegas never sleeps, they'll send a limo to your hotel to pick you up. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do, and I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible, really unique Las Vegas experience, so you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org dot org.
0: The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. Free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sportsbook, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans Showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit orleanscasino.com. That's 866-657-8517.
3: When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas Insider, every week, What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas,
9: from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else.
3: And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. (laughs) Yeah. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com.
0: Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the Treat Stare. Intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance are so coming with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Sachmo is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
7: I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Well, does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Does your company need an entertaining and informative on hold message? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? then you need a voiceover production company. That's why thousands turn to the pros at Black Eagle Sound Design. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. At Black Eagle Sound Design, you get Hall of Fame professionalism, royalty-free music, and a 100% buyout, meaning the commercials are yours to do with as you please. See website for details. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. It's time you worked with the best, and Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way, on time, on target, and at a price you can afford. I'm Adele Poole, one of the many talents you'll hear at Black Eagle Sound Design. Visit us at besd.us. Black Eagle Sound Design, because the voice you choose matters
8: Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo.
1: Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll Hundo P always walk it.
8: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council.
0: You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with
3: Stephen Maggi. You are listening to a man of many voices, Impressionist Tom Stevens.
4: I was brought up doing the older characters like Gary Cooper and, you know, Clark Gable and well, Cary Grant. You think and all that's all those partly because
3: and... when we grew up, that's who entertained us, yeah.
4: quite frankly. Those were the classics, those were the guys that had distinct sounds. Today it is, you know, because you got, I do the walk in. Al Pacino, Al's got a voice that's definitely distinct. And you got to do this. Oh, you know. And it's it's, you know, this kind of thing. I just I just put this whole thing together for my Christmas show where it's I it's uh, all the stars reading Twas the Night Before Christmas. I love it. <laughs> and I and I have it on a screen and I have the words on and I and I do all the voices as they're looking at each character changing on the screen. That's and great. I had the same guy holding a book open in a red sweater, but I've got all the – just the faces changed, and they all got Christmas hats on. And uh, so that's uh, one of the ones that I do in that, and Pacino's in that walk-in and Cosby. And and I just put them up on Facebook. You can go to my Facebook page, Tom Stevens Facebook, yeah. and all my stuff is up there.
3: It's well worth looking at. No question. You got stuff on YouTube as well, I would imagine?
4: I got stuff on YouTube, Yeah.
3: Well worth looking at. You know, one last thing about the Dean Martin thing. I I just want to say, you know, you have the glasses and you look just like him. But if people think that they're going to see, like, just old Dean Martin, because there was a time when you recognized Dean with the glasses in the older late part of the career, they'll see that part. They're also going to see young Dean Martin, too. I mean, you kind of go across across the spectrum. It's not just old Dean Martin.
4: Well, no, and when Tony and I are together on stage, his Jerry Lewis compliments my Dean. And when we're together, we look more like them because we're right next to each other. And people, and what we, you know, it. The amazing thing, Tony and I are pretty much the exact same age apart that Dean and Jerry were. Dean was eight years and six months, I think, older than Jerry. And Tony and I are eight years three months apart. And it's just, and I was born June eighth. Dean was born June seventh. Wow, that was meant to be. (laughs) Yeah, forty years to the day, almost thirty nine years. I think it was difference. He was born in 1917. I was born in 58.
3: Well, the best compliment you got as far as and that goes uh, is Dina, you yeah. know, who really cares about her father's uh, legacy. I mean, it matters to her. This guy's the best if you yeah. want to see it. And that's quite a compliment because sure a lot is. of people yeah. do that. You know? Yeah.
4: A lot of guys are trying to do the show, and there's guys out there now trying to do Martin and Lewis. I see some guys are putting it out there, but they don't have it. They don't have what we have. We have an incredible show. This show could go on Broadway. That's how good this show is.
3: Maybe you think about it. I mean, look what you know? Jackie Mason did towards the end of his career. Yeah. You know? Went to Broadway and it was a big hit. Sometimes, you know.
4: He- well, this is not the end of my career, pal.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just getting started now. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Jackie Mason when he was on Broadway, I think that yeah. was what thirty years ago, he was, and he's yeah, still. Exactly, yeah. you know, he was
4: he was old then.
3: Yeah, well, Jackie Mason seemed old when he was in his twenties. You know, just kind of the nature. of Don't you of the look guy. back
4: at the old guy when you see them? Like I look back when Dean was my age, and he looked a hell of a lot older than I do.
3: Yeah, I, th- know, I, I think the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm, I'm like,
4: wow. You know, just uh, well they say fifty is the sixty is a new fifty now. You know, so
3: well. And plus, they lived lives. Their fifty is like eighty or ninety.
4: Yeah, well, they lived a hard life. They yeah. worked hard. They did. You know, they went through a lot. And the smoking and the drinking doesn't help.
3: Yeah, it does exactly. age you. It
4: does. And I don't do that. I don't smoke. I don't drink.
3: Well, it's certainly that's good because we want you to be around for a long time. Mm. Tom Stevens is one of the best there is. Tom, let's tell people. You know. You've got your schedule on your website, so let's tell them where that is when you're here. Great, and you also travel around the the world, so people can keep an eye on you there. Where do we go?
4: Well, you go to martinandlewistribute.com, and there you can follow our schedule. Tony will be back here. He lives in Australia, in Melbourne. We just did a three-week tour there, and uh, he's coming back in January. And we have a lot of interesting things coming up in the future. We can't talk about it yet, but if it happens, it's going to be huge.
3: Well, good. And we can just keep an eye on that through the website, and we'll have you back on again. And then as far as your website is?
4: It's uh, TomStevensTributes.com. So Martin Lewis Tribute and Tom Stevens Tributes. And you can go into my my, um, Voices page, and I have like the Walk of Stars, and you can click on every star and hear me do 50 voices on there.
3: That's incredible. So it's it's well fun. worth the time. And also, you're on Facebook and all that stuff. Oh, yeah.
4: Just look for me on Facebook, Tom Stevens, and uh, you can go through my Facebook page and see all the stuff that I do. My antics. I get so many lies. I just did shit. Did you see my, my share doing the house cleaning? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Oh, that's, well. I love entertaining <laughs> people. I love to, If I can bring a smile to somebody's face and yeah. and let them forget about their problems for 30 seconds out of the day and have a good laugh. It's been a good day. <laughs> it's been a good day, yeah.
3: Well, we best of luck with the Martin and Lewis show and uh, all all the stuff you do. Keep adding that list and we'll have you on again. Great, thank you very much. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, who discusses another Only in Vegas event. Oh, you got
0: Jump, jobbing, then you really got it. Jump, jobbing, then you really got it. Then you will you will
3: The great Vital Vegas comes up with some of the most peculiar statistics and finds in town. I love this one. You've witnessed, I guess, a twerking world record. I mean, I don't know if you saw it in person, but you you mentioned having Where was that and why? <laughs> well,
9: because humanity will always strive to, to do the undoable and twerk the untwerkable, and that's exactly what happens. So Crazy Horse 3, oh my goodness, what was her name? Jules Ventura, maybe? Does that sound familiar? Uh, I'm going to say she's an actress, uh, perhaps in films of an adult nature. Uh, this was uh, obviously a marketing uh, publicity ploy for uh, Crazy Horse 3, which is a, an adult, uh, what do you call that, Gentlemen's club, cabaret. <laughs> uh, that makes it sound fancier than it is. It's a strip club. Uh, and she did two and a half hours. The previous record was, I think, two hours and one minute. It was someone from a foreign country. And I think it was about time that we brought the twerking record back to American soil. Uh, Some of her moves were a little – I have heard from some of my African-American friends that she did not really twerk in a a twerk-like way if you're a strict practitioner of twerking. Um, But uh, she did a great job. It was fun to check out the video. I did not go in person. I keep it classy. Uh, But that's the kind of stunt and silliness that I love Vegas for and I think Vegas should do more of. The twerking should be a Vegas-owned record. If somebody else breaks it, we should
3: win it right back. You can read Scott every day at VitalVegas.com. Thanks for listening. Next week, you'll meet a country star on the rise, Las Vegas star attraction, Sam Riddle. Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps.
0: The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. Free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans Showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit orleanscasino.com.